Welcome to the James River Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. I am so excited about what God wants to speak with you about tonight through me. You know, it's his word, and I'm just, I just pray that somehow he will use my voice to express his heart tonight to you because I believe he wants to encourage us tonight in ways that are very unique. Um, In fact, I argued with myself several times about the message because I wanted to speak on something like profound and like um, united we go change the world and pave a new path and forge a new way. And I was like, God, that's what I wanna talk about. It's United Sisterhood Night. I wanna talk about how we're gonna change the world in 2020 and in this decade. And I so believe that, but he was like, no. (laughs) Actually, I think he was like, yes, but he's like, Debbie, you're looking at it wrong. It starts with what I wanna reveal to you in my word. It starts here. And so let's, let's bow our heads just one more time because I just want to ask the Holy Spirit to, to breathe on this word and to use it to touch your hearts. Heavenly Father, I'm so thankful that you hear quick prayers and you respond to them. So God, help me and open every heart to hear what you want to say to them. Make it perfect for where they're at in their seat. <laughs> You see them, you knew they were going to sit there, and God, you know exactly what they need to hear. So take my words and tune them to their ear so that they will hear your heart for them. In Jesus' name. Ready. So, how's your new year going so far? So far. At the beginning of a new year, we all tend to kind of evaluate, don't we? How's our health? How are we doing with our eating habits? He's like, Debbie, I'm sure God did not want you to talk about this. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about the future? In fact, some of us pick a word. We're like, we're going to focus on this word. And God's going to use this word to just speak to us and lead us through the year. So the new year causes us to think about things and evaluate where we're at in certain areas and where we're at spiritually even. And tonight I really want us to focus on where are we at spiritually with regards to this message. John spoke a message, my husband spoke a message the last Sunday in December. You can go online and listen to it. He called it a new normal. And honestly, that's where I believe God's taking us as a sisterhood. I mean, we're, we're seeing it and we're hearing it tonight. And it's, it's almost like we're on the edge of something incredible and new and different and we better be ready. And let me just say this, another side note to what we feel God is doing with the two options is what I love about that is that gives you the ability to come alongside me and the team and attend one and serve in one. How cool is that? So if you're not 
a part of helping and coming alongside, we'd love to have you a part. And it's a lot of fun. But that's a part of our new normal. And God is wanting us all to go to another level in him. And he wants our faith to grow. Our world moves very fast. And it seems like every year it's moving faster and faster and faster. In fact, I was reading this statistic and I was like, that is crazy. But today I, try, I decided it must be true. Do you know how many decisions you make in a 24-hour period? Anybody want to guess? A thousand. No, you're off by a lot. 35,000 decisions in one day. And that's just when you're awake. <laughs> that means when you're awake, every hour you make 1,944 decisions. I got up this morning. Actually, I didn't get up. I woke up at around 4 o'clock, which is about typical for me. Woke up around 4 o'clock, and I was like, okay, do I want to get up now, or do I want to go back to sleep? Which I do that probably every morning. Most mornings I get up somewhere around five. I get up at four for a few minutes and then I'm like, nah. <laughs> I think I'll go back to bed. And I'll usually sleep for another hour or so. And then I'll get up and be with Jesus. So fun. But um, this morning that was one of my decisions. Then I did my next decision, or there was probably a bazillion in between there, was do I want to eat my... Um, non-sweetened Greek yogurt with chia seeds, this is serious, and dates. It's really good. That's my favorite breakfast at home. My favorite breakfast not at home is bacon, eggs, and <laughs> fried potatoes, just, and a waffle on the side. But, um, so I did, I ate my yogurt, I, did, I wanted, the donut, but I ate the yogurt. That was a decision. What should I wear tonight? That was another decision. Do I want to dress up? <laughs> or not? I decided not. I tried like four outfits on, and I'm like, no. I'm sticking with the sneakers and the sweatshirt. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that was just like three or four of the bazillion that I made today. There, girls, there's so many decisions we make and options at our fingertips. I mean, honestly, we can go crazy with all the decisions and options. There's more fashion choices than ever before, and they're changing like by the hour. Are skinny jeans in or wide leg? I don't know. I'm like, let's just say they're all in. That's the easiest more things to watch, Netflix, Disney, Amazon, um, YouTube, what, yeah, whatever, Food Network, <laughs> HGTV. <laughs> I don't think that's like the same thing, but anyway. Not to mention all the ways to connect and communicate with people. <sighs> Do you sometimes just like, bah, 
Actually, we can connect with pretty much everybody on the planet. Do you know there are now three handheld electric devices for every human being? We don't even have enough hands to hold them. It's like crazy. And with all those choices, and you know this to be true, comes a lot of pressure. Pressure to keep up. Pressure to respond to all those messages in a good time. Like, oh, I forgot, I didn't answer her. Oh my goodness. And you feel this pressure, pressure to keep up with Facebook and Instagram. And oh, it's like gracious, pressure to produce, pressure to look busy. Is that not true? Heaven forbid you're at a coffee shop for an hour doing nothing. You know, when all the other moms are, I don't know, doing what they do to stay busy. <laughs> Pressure to be successful, to be the best, to climb the ladder, to be on top. Pressure to be noticed, to have the most followers and to be the Insta queen. You know, don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. It's like you have to have your own camera person wherever you go. You know? It's like... <laughs> it's pressure. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm being honest. It, it can be pressure. The enemy wants it to be pressure. Pressure to have lots of stuff. So true. And boy, there's a ton of options. We bought a coffee maker last month and it like took us a week to figure out which one we wanted. It's like, I don't know. It just needs to make coffee. It's all. Seriously, none of those things are necessarily bad in and of themselves. But if we're not careful, all those things pile up within us and we're just like, in a frenzy to keep up with all of it. And there's frustration and anxiety and all these distractions from what really is most important. There's a story in the Bible that so depicts this so well, and it's about two sisters. Did you not love that sister song? Yeah, it's like, it's a perfect song and setup for this message. By the way, as I'm speaking it, because I couldn't decide on what to title it, I have two titles. So at the end, you can text me or vote on Instagram which one you like. The sister situation or this one thing. So those are your two options. Okay, that's just a side note. Because I couldn't decide. That would have been 1,945 decisions, so in that hour. But anyway, okay, back to topic here. So there's a story, and these two girls had the same set of circumstances in their life, the same basic set of responsibilities. They lived in the same house. They were in the same setting, yet they were handling life completely different from one another. So I want you to take your Bibles and I want you to open to Luke chapter 10. Say, Debbie, I don't have my Bible. That's okay. 
You don't have to have your Bible because it's going to be a Bible on the screen for you. How cool is that? Or you can find one on your phone. If you don't have the Bible app YouVersion, it's awesome. Awesome. YouVersion Bible app. So Luke chapter 10, verse 38. We're going to start in verse 38. And I'm going to read you this story. It's a crazy story, okay? You ready? Okay. Two of you are ready. Okay. Okay, as Jesus and his disciples continued on their journey, they came to a village where a woman welcomed Jesus into her home. I want you to remember that, okay? Where a woman welcomed Jesus into her home. Her name was Martha, and she had a sister named Mary. Mary and Martha. So cute. And Mary sat down attentively, attentively before the master, Jesus, absorbing every revelation that he shared. So you, here you have it. Jesus is walking through a village and a girl recognizes him. The girl's name is Martha. And she goes, Jesus! Oh, I'm so glad you're here. Why don't you come over to the house? I can't wait to have you. I want to have you in our home. Come on over. So Jesus does. He comes to the house. And he sits down. And Mary, the other sister, sits down right beside him. And begins to absorb, love that, everything he shared. So right off the bat, you're like, this is such a sweet story. You can kind of hear the worship music in the background. It's so peaceful. Jesus just sitting in the chair and Mary just sitting there, just listening to him and taking it all in and it just sounds like such a quiet, peaceful home. So spa-like, kind of. <laughs> you can kind of picture it, can't you? But the other sister is not in the same position. It says in Verse 40, but Martha became exasperated by finishing the numerous household chores in preparation for her guest. So she interrupted Jesus. <laughs> Can you believe it? She interrupted Jesus and said, it gets worse. <laughs> Lord, don't you think it is unfair that my sister left me to do all the work by myself? You should tell her. She's bossing Jesus. <laughs> you should tell her to get up and help me. Okay, I could just picture it. Here's Martha. 
who knows what the house was like, but I'm assuming there were maybe sort of rooms in the house and she's cooking away, slaving away, probably very hot, getting more and more exasperated, just peeking over and being like, And maybe even like, <laughs> Mary, Mary's like, no way. Am I leaving Jesus to go cook fish? There's no way. <laughs> the thing that is really interesting to me is Martha's the one that invited him. You know, I, I thought about that and I was like, how many in this room at one point invited Jesus to be a part of their lives, but now all the distractions of life have totally left him out? One time you were like, oh Jesus, come on in. But now it's a different story. And the Lord said to Martha, I just love this, the love of Jesus for every sister. Martha, my beloved Martha, why are you upset and troubled, pulled away by all these many distractions? Are they more, really more important? Mary, has discovered the one thing most important. By choosing to sit at my feet, she is undistracted and I won't take this privilege from her. That is just beautiful. First of all, you know what it tells me? God understands where every girl's at. He understands. These two sisters represent seriously two groups of people, two groups of girls in this room tonight. Some of you are striving, others are resting. Some of you are very distracted, others are very, very focused. Some of you are anxious and others of you are completely at peace in the presence of God. Some of you are very worried and bothered and frustrated. And others of you are at rest. Mary's posture at the feet of Jesus was trust-driven. Martha's was task-driven. Mary's heart was seeking after Jesus. Martha's was showing off to Jesus. Mary's soul was at rest in his presence and Martha's soul was restless, worried and anxious and bothered. Bothered by her sister who was at rest. You really can see what's, what's being said there. Some of you are in Martha's shoes tonight. 
You are here, but your heart is churning with anxiety, churning with frustration about your circumstances, churning with frustration about all you have to do to keep up. All you have to do as a spouse, all you have to do as a mom, all you have to do as a, a boss. Full of anxiety. It can happen, honestly, girls, it can happen to any of us. It happens to me. And I, if I'm honest with you, which I want to be, this past month, I have struggled. I've struggled to be at rest, to say, God, I know you're going to take care of everything that's on my plate. And so I sit at your feet, believing that. There have been days I was like full of anxiety. I'm like, oh, Debbie, get a hold of yourself. We moved from our, we sold our home in September and we moved out of our house two days after Christmas. Ah! <laughs> you should have seen it. It was, it was a disaster. <laughs> there were boxes and I couldn't tell seriously if it was a box to go in storage or if it was actually presents for the grandkids. I'm like, I'm going crazy. I got sick. We were trying to navigate the new year with the church and pressure. Keep up with she prays. I'm just being honest. Keep up with she prays. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Anybody live there? Pressure. Satan wants us all, every one, one of us, to forget Jesus. <laughs> to neglect him. To let the busyness and the stress keep us from the one place. The one place that we can find peace. And that's at Jesus' feet. He wants the noise and the chaos of life that life can sometimes bring, y'all know, to drown out that invitation that Jesus is whispering 24-7, 24-7, come to me, come to me, come to me. I want you to pick up there's a little card at your seat. And if you haven't opened it, you can open it or you can leave it wrapped. I want to thank all the girls in the sisterhood office who made this possible because it's really cool. Tucked inside the words that are found in this verse are secrets to how to keep your heart at rest when life gets really hectic. We all live in the same world. <laughs> so we all experience at times similar challenges. 
that this verse really so beautifully shares with us the heart of Jesus. So I wanna read it to you. And I'm actually gonna start a few words before the card that the verse states on your card because I, I left these words off on purpose, but they're really important in the moment. It says, are you weary carrying a heavy burden? How many of you would say, Debbie, this month, uh, that kind of is me. Anybody? I'm like raising my hand. This is Jesus talking to us tonight. Are you weary carrying a heavy burden? Come to me. I will refresh your life. For I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways and you'll discover that I'm gentle and humble and easy to please. You'll find refreshment and rest in me for all, everything that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. Those are such beautiful words. And within them, I believe there's five reminders. If you have a pen and paper or maybe your phone, you could put them in your notes because I think God will take these, take you back to this maybe in the days ahead to remind you. But I wanna give you these five beautiful thoughts from this verse. And the first one is this. Jesus is your soul provider. Jesus, Jesus soul provider. You don't need to look anywhere else. He says, he says, come to me and I will refresh your life for I am your oasis. I wanna show you a picture here. This is an example of an oasis in the desert. And it's such an incredible picture of what Jesus wants to be for us. You know, as we're going through life, sometimes as we're going through a day, we're just like parched. Our souls are drained. And Jesus is like, I am your soul provider. Come to me, baby girl, and I will fill you with refreshing. I will fill your dry spirit, your soul, your anxious heart with living water that will soothe it and calm it. Jesus is our oasis on any given day. No matter how drastic and desperate or, or deep and mounting the pressures are, Jesus can give you what you need. Goes on to say, oh, actually, I want to read Matthew 6, 25 and 33, and I think they have it on the screen. This is just so good for us to remember and 
Some of you will know this portion of scripture. It talks about being worried about a lot of things in, in this chapter, but it's, I love the way this, it's worded in the Amplified. It says, I tell you, I tell you, stop being worried and anxious. Perpetually uneasy, perpetually, constantly uneasy and distracted about your life as to what you will eat and what you will drink. It reminds me of Martha in the story. It's like, what are we gonna eat? What are we gonna drink? What's Jesus want? You know what? Jesus didn't want anything. He was God. He didn't even need to eat. You know? I mean, think about that. No wonder he said, you're worried and bothered about nothing. It doesn't matter. Stop being worried. And then you're like, well, how do I do that? <laughs> it just goes on to say, verse 33, first and foremost, first and most importantly, seek the kingdom of God. First and foremost, come to me. First and foremost, look to me. I can provide you everything you need. Girls, you're part of the kingdom. You're part of God's kingdom. You're his princess daughter. Okay, think about that. Think about the wealthiest kingdom on earth. I don't even know what it is, but let's pretend we know. The wealthiest kingdom on earth, okay? And it has a loving, gracious, kind, wise king. Wealthy, wealthy king. And you're his princess daughter. You following me? You don't need to worry about a thing. God is your provider. The NLT puts it this way. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. Say everything you need. Everything, everything I need. That's right. So don't worry. So don't worry. The New American Commentary, I have to read this to you because it's so cool. It says, surrender your fear. Do not let anxiety rule your life. Trust your father. The delight of his life is to find ways to give not just daily needs, but his whole entire kingdom to you. Listen to this. Kingdom heirs. Okay, let's say kingdom daughters don't have to worry about the small stuff. How cool is that? That deserves a hand clap. You know, it does. You are a kingdom daughter. You need to write that in your notes because that will help you remember. Jesus is your sole provider. You don't have to worry about anything. Number two, Jesus simplifies your focus. Listen to what that verse in on your card, Matthew in Matthew 11, it says, come to me, I will refresh your life for I'm your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. Martha, when she finally 
came to Jesus to tell him what to do. <laughs> he gave her clarity. He's like, Martha, this is the best thing. Mary's chosen the best thing. Don't worry about all that. Seek me. You know, this month, I had to remind myself of that. It's like, Debbie, take five minutes. You know, sometimes, here's what that devil wants to tell us. Well, if you can't take an hour, it's useless. Has he ever said that to you? How about going in the bathroom, mama? I did this, done this, shut the door. Say, sorry, it's just taking me a little longer than usual. It's okay. It's okay, babe. I'll be out in a minute. Jesus, help me. I need you. Whoosh. <laughs> He's there. Ready to provide. Number three, Jesus teaches us who he is. You learn and discover who he is. Even in just that short amount of time, his grace fills the room. His grace and goodness fills your spirit. His water, his living water pours over you. Learn from my ways, it goes on to say, and you'll discover that I am gentle. I am humble. I am easy to please. Girls, it's about relationship. It's not about rules. It's not about religion. It's not about do, 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 get it right. Make sure you check the boxes, read your devotions every day. Yes, we wanna do that. We wanna be in the word of God. But Jesus wants us in his presence. Jesus wants to know us and he wants you to know him. Because honestly, if you seek after him as the one most important thing, all of that takes care of itself because you will hunger for the word of God. You won't be able to get enough of it. You'll hunger to be in church. You'll wanna be with the sisterhood. You'll wanna be under good leadership, hearing the word of God. You'll wanna be in worship. It takes care of itself. You'll wanna be righteous and right with him. It won't be rules. He'll be like, God, I wanna surrender to you because I know who you are. I know how much you love me and I know how much you care about me and I know that all you want for me is good. <laughs> He's easy to please. Number four, Jesus gives us refreshment and rest. You know, it's interesting to me when you think about Jesus coming to Mary and Martha's house and Mary sitting at Jesus' feet. He wasn't there every day in person. You know, wouldn't it be nice if we could just be like this all day long? <laughs> Kids, I'm busy. <laughs> no, mom is with Jesus. <laughs> go, get, go get your own breakfast. I'm with, I'm with Jesus. No, honey, not now. Okay, I'm with Jesus. 
<laughs> Back to... <laughs> no. We gotta live life. Okay? <laughs> we still are moms. We still got our jobs. But when we're saturated with the presence of Jesus, when we take the time he gives us, the moments we have, okay? You know, years ago, three little ones, we had a TV, 13-inch TV, like a box. Anybody remember those? Like a box. Yeah, that's how old I am. The kids were two, one, and Savannah was a baby. And one day I just thought, we, we had decided, John and I, that we weren't going to watch TV for a season. And that was one of the things we were just going to set aside so that we could be closer to Jesus. <laughs> and we had an unfinished basement. And one day I decided, I'm going to get the TV out just for a minute. <laughs> Put the boys to bed. They were taking their naps and took Savannah down. I thought... I'll just nurse her and just see what's on there. And there was a show called um, General Hospital. <laughs> if you're under 25, you're like, General what? <laughs> Luke and Laura. <laughs> it only took 15 minutes and I was addicted. <laughs> and it wasn't addicted to Jesus. I was addicted to seeing what was going to happen next. And I would, seriously, I would, I'm confessing, put the boys to bed, say, Savannah, you are going to nurse right now, get the TV out in the unfinished basement, cement floor, put the TV in a place where I could, it was a, like a basement, real like basement, you know? the windows like this. So I put the TV strategically where I could see the driveway. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and if John just so, I got real fast at wrapping up the cord and putting it back on the shelf above the washer and dryer. Just wash it clothes be up there in a minute. And then I wondered, why am I so restless? Why am I so anxious? Why don't I have any time to spend with Jesus? We can get so distracted with world stuff that doesn't matter. In fact, it's not even beneficial at all. Thankfully, one day, I don't know how many weeks went by, but I was just like, I have had enough. I wanted to put a hammer through it. I did. I was like, God, I know this isn't your will. I know I'm wasting time. I'm wasting time. And I'm not saying every show's bad. 
but there are some you should just frankly not be watching because you're not in the presence of God enough in your home. You're not in the word enough. And Jesus is just like, I wanna be with you. And you know what you need to do. He's like, babe, I would so wanna help you. Come to me. And Jesus is like, I want to give you a refreshment. He says, you will find, come to me and you will find refreshment and rest in me. It's like, it sounds like a vacation. Yeah, I'll take that. Our hearts and soul, ultimately, our hearts and our soul, our souls long for one thing. That's rest. Rest and peace. And the only way, the only way the only place to find it. It's one place. Seek what? First. Seek first, Jesus. Finally, number five, Jesus brings fulfillment and joy. It says this, last line on your card, for all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. You know, service to him. And honestly, There's a verse that says, do everything as unto the Lord. That's talking about our life. That's talking about being a mate and being a mom and being a strong person in the workplace, wherever you work, being all there and pouring your heart and soul into it for Jesus, for God. And God's like, if you come to me, Jesus, like if you spend time with me, if you focus on me as the most important thing, I will help all of that become easier. And what I call you to do in your service to me, it will be a joy and a blessing to you. Jeremiah 29, 13 says this. And they could come up and get the, if the team could come and get the stuff, that'd be great. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. So beautiful. Girls, there's, there's always gonna be distractions in our life. We're never gonna be without days where we we need to make thousands of decisions. (laughs) If you have little ones, you can't tell them to go away. (laughs) But Jesus is constantly there. He's constantly whispering to us, come to me, come to me. Come to me, all that are weary, and 